And how do I say your first name? I want to get it correctly. It's usually. Oh, it's so beautiful. Okay, I'm sure I would have had the accent wrong. <laughs> okay, session with Jill and Eugenie on March 14th, 2018. Let's take two nice deep breaths, please. Janie, I love what I'm seeing here. There's a serenity about your higher self that I really, really like. Um, and she's she's saying you've got it too. She's talking about you. Um, she's also pointing to the fact that you have an ability to kind of stay calm in some pretty stressful situations. So nice job uh, at that wiring. Um, notice that other people don't have that. Um, you're patient with yourself in uh, she's saying assessing your desired response in situations um, and some other people just start spinning immediately. But from your higher self's perspective, you have a, um, a gift of giving yourself the patience of deciding what you feel and what you what you're observing and um, all of that. So related to that, you'll start to feel even more comfortable in your eugenie when you decide that you also get to choose your responses to things. Um, so giving yourself even more time related to that. So I'm, I'm going to be curious uh, when you start talking to see if you're already feeling that vibration, because that feels like a really um, like easy reach for you and a huge compliment and a very rare, <laughs> very rare gift. Um, you see underneath things more readily than other people. And the other thing that she's saying is you have the ability to see, it's almost like the deeper layers sometimes before you may see the surface layers. Now, I'm not sure exactly what she means by that, but she's going to give an example here. Um, your higher self is showing me that sometimes when somebody is like really hurting um, or they need uh, like immediate attention kind of thing, that you'll see the root cause before you actually even notice all the I want to say surface symptoms. You go right to the core. Um, so that's beautiful. And you may not even realize you're doing that. So anyway, that's a gift of yours that I love to see. Um, very compassionate and also very intelligent. And your team is saying sometimes those don't always go together. <laughs> so that's fun. Okay, let's see. Oh, that's interesting. Um, now they're showing me about trusting yourself and they're pointing to your second chakra. Um, and oh, that's interesting because as they're pointing to it, I kind of feel uneasy in my second chakra. So what they're talking about related to relationships is just because you may have or may be in some less than ideal situations in relationships, it doesn't automatically mean that you chose badly. Um, there are definitely instances that I'm seeing where somebody has kind of, I want to say, pretended to be a version of themselves. And then you're, I want to say, pretty committed to the relationship and you're very loyal. So once you start seeing the other layers that maybe they'd carefully kind of hidden away from you, then it's like, oh shit, um, now I got these other layers that I may not have chosen. Does that part make sense? 
Yeah, I okay. think so. Wait, I, what is the second chakra? Is that the heart or is that oh, the, sec- I mean, the heart? No, no, that's is- totally okay. So second chakra relates to my version of it anyway, is earthly relationships and communication, being, being heard, being seen, um, and being clear about what we see and observe in other people with as little distortion as possible would be the ideal. Gotcha. So okay. What would be the, the throat chakra? Is that the... No, the throat chakra is related to um, other forms of, I mean, just general communication and kind of speaking our truth, um, also oh, gotcha. receiving okay. truth. But this is all related to relationship-based, um, I want to say communication and misunderstandings in relationships and that kind of thing. But what they're pointing out is that I wouldn't be surprised based on what they're showing me if there's a maybe in your past could be in your present. I can't tell. Um, But situations where you committed to somebody business could be business, could be romance, could be whatever, based on a certain set of what was presented to you. And then once you said yes, they're showing me you're very loyal. So it's it's not natural for you to just kind of bail on situations. And then you saw more information about what they really were. And you were like, oh, whoa, wait a minute. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so that can get really, really draining energetically when we're when we're feeling, I'm going to exaggerate for effect and use the word trapped. But trapped in these relationships where it's like, damn it, had I had the, the information I have now, I never would have said yes to this, this deal. <laughs> okay. So we'll yeah. talk, we can talk more about that, especially based on your questions. But your team is saying every relationship can be um, like reframed if it's a relationship we really can't undo, like a blood family relationship, right? Whether it's children or parents or siblings, those kinds of things. But there's a lot of other more optional relationships that we may feel trapped in that we're actually not trapped in. Or there's a whole bunch of other ways to reframe it where we get at least a little relief and maybe even a lot of relief, a lot of joy out of. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And I love that stuff. So let me know (laughs) with your questions if that part comes up, but your team is right there with you. They're saying, you know, please don't be so hard on yourself. You really didn't have all the information and there really was information and, and, uh, uh, key facts that were, that were withheld from you. So that's what's not fair, <laughs> is that you didn't have the information. Okay. And and then your team is saying maybe in, included in that loyalty profile is that you're loyal to yourself and your family. Okay. okay. Uh, I, I felt some uh, kind of pressure, really, like being let out of the teapot there as you as you responded there. Okay, good job. But there, when I look at you, I'm like, God, oh, there's a lot of really, really cool... Uh, cool, savvy, like uh, high functioning ways about you as Eugenie. And I'm like, nice job. Um, So your team gives you a lot of praise and applause for um, being your true self in some really sticky situations where it may have been easier just to kind of (laughs) duck, they're saying. Um, But you you tend to face things. And that's wonderful. Um, again, that's unique in this reality. Most people kind of duck and pretend it's not happening or they try to stay out of, stay out of the way, but you, you've, you kind of step up to it. And that's a, that's something your team is extremely, I want to say proud of about who and what you are. Okay. 
Okay. You're definitely a volunteer here, Eugenie. And what we mean by that is you have access to, I want to say, extreme levels of pure light and love. And you'll feel that love for yourself, that you are loved more and more, the more, uh, the more readily that you can, uh, I want to say, question some of your own beliefs about what it means to be human. That sounds so esoteric, so let's give some, I'm asking your team for some more practical examples. And they're saying, well, one classic example is if you're walking around with this idea that, well, if I'm on earth, that must mean my soul has lessons to learn. That immediately puts you in a disadvantage, you're, in, you're at a disadvantage for feeling loved. Because that, that false belief system that earth is a school and that we must be all students if we're here, is basically saying we haven't earned the full love and uh, I want to say um, grace of source energy. So we're here working on earning that. And that's so screwed up. Okay. Okay. So um, we really, because there's part of us that I, <laughs> those of us that are loyal rule followers tend to be like, well, you can't just say that's not true, Jill. And I'm like, no, you can. And what happens when you do say that that's not true, you step into the full love and grace that I see you as a soul and me as a soul and others as souls. We knew is true. Yeah, so that by, sense. yeah. So by claiming it, it's like, oh, I'm in. And what's the, the huge irony here is that a lot of us stepped away from traditional Christianity because we didn't like the idea of judgment. And yet we walked into another version of the same energy pattern by saying, well, we're not there yet. Let's hope we get it right this time. How is that different? Right. <laughs> so it's just it's so yeah this is a very confusing reality is what your team is just saying so uh so don't be too hard on yourself if, if you ever feel confused <laughs> it's a okay. it's, it's like wired for confusion <laughs> okay but your team loves you I, it felt great to hear your laugh right there because I I feel that sort of serene yeah it's all good <laughs> sort of version of you um, yeah. yeah, you have a very calming effect, that serenity that I was seeing at the beginning. And as I hear your voice, I feel this very calming. Um, so I don't know why, but I just have this image of like a like a, a women's or co-ed kind of sports team that's pretty high achieving. And there's just that that person on that team that's always there, ready to look over at you, just like you've got this. I know you've got this. I, I feel that that's like you. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Okay. Let me see how we're doing on time. Oh, fantastic. We're right at 11 minutes, like right on time. So do you want me to keep going or do you want to switch gears and ask some of the specific questions that you had? I don't, I don't have specific questions. I awesome. really uh, just was focusing okay. on whatever messages need to come to me. Please okay. Come. Very good. So let's dive into that relationship then. Do you feel like there's any form of commitment that you've made that based on what you know now, you're like, you know what, to be really like brutally honest, I wouldn't have said yes to that knowing what I know now. Is there any of those relationships currently taking place or was that from your past? There's none currently taking place. I'm finding myself kind of pulling away from anything that doesn't uh, 
doesn't resonate with me now where mm. probably in 2017 it hadn't even occurred to me to do that oh but I don't feel like right now I've got myself in anything that uh, that I'm not um, fine with good 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 I'm so happy for you by the way the fact that you talk about 2017 as if it was lifetimes ago is just so awesome. It's like, well, that was 2017. <laughs> it was like 200 BC in my past. <laughs> it's so good. It probably feels like that long ago because the changes are so noticeable. Um, now, this naturally inspiring kind of like calming effect, where is that showing up in your life right now? Because a lot of times when I see that, it can mean that we find ourselves in sort of, I want to say crisis or dramatic situations where those skills are put to the test. I don't feel like I'm in any kind of crisis. I feel like um, what I'm being told over and over again is that I'm going to have to step up and, uh, and become more vocal about my beliefs and being a light worker and, uh, and kind of not trying to convince people of anything, but to live my life that way. Okay. Okay. I love how you said it. Thank you for that. And I love how you use words, by the way. Um, so Jesus is stepping in and he's saying, and I love how he's interacting with you. And this happens a lot with, with our tribe. He's very casual, very family, like, like, you know, you've known each other forever, which, and he's like, we have, (laughs) you and he have. (laughs) Um, so what he's saying is, and I love how he's doing this. He's like, so what if it's actually not true that you need to do that? What if it's an option that you may want to do that, but you don't have to do that? How does that feel to you in your heart? I love the idea of freedom, Mm. but I do want to do this. There you go. That's different though, isn't it? So you just shifted significantly in your heart space because your story, which is what our ego, ego is, right? The ego is the storyteller. Your story had been, it's kind of like, and I'm, this may not have been in your exact words, but it's something to the effect of somebody told me that I need to, um, you know, be this version of light to be an inspiration to others and not convince anybody of anything, but, but I need to get this right. It's my job, right? And that's a right. very disempowered statement in a lot of ways because it's like, well, nobody asked you. They just told you. They didn't say, do you agree to that? They didn't say, does that sound fun and exciting? And does that sound on purpose to you? They just said, yeah, you're supposed to do that. Like a, like a teacher would to a student that's helpless, trapped in the classroom, <laughs> right? Right. So now you've just said, I want to. And that's better <laughs> because... When we want to, and we feel the sense of the free will in it, it actually makes that job, if you will, or position of knowing ourselves as a bringer of light to this reality, it changes the vibration of that job because we're no longer doing it out of obligation or duty. We're doing it out of opportunity and joy and passion. That makes sense. And the effect is huge. Because, I mean, I know the difference when I go into a business or something and there's somebody that just could care less if they have a job or not. You know, they're irresponsible. They don't care if they get my order right. You know, if it's like at Starbucks or something, they're just indifferent and apathetic versus the person that is like, 
I wanted to work here. Like I, I want to do my best no matter what I'm doing. I take this seriously. I care about you. Customer service matters. If you want it at 120 degrees, Mrs. Feeler, then you're going to get it at 120 degrees. You know what I mean? You can yeah, feel yeah. that difference. And I know that that's probably one of the things you noticed about me. I love my work. I love to help people see the light that's within them. So I, I love it. And I, I remember years ago hearing somebody else that's in similar work and he said something to the effect of, yeah, you know, some people talk about how they, how they willingly got in line to be here. I was pushed in line. I don't really want to be here. Um, you know, I'm just so burdened by this, by this gift. <laughs> it's just like, oh God, I don't even want to listen to anything else he says. It sounds so, um, well, I don't know. Uh, there's, I can't find the word, but I just didn't, it was a big turnoff to me. Yeah. There's no free will there. Yeah. And the sense of martyr and, um, snarky, I kind of want to use the word snarky. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm so great. I don't even need to be here. I, I'll try and help you guys. I don't really care what you do. <laughs> anyway, so, so you just shifted into that passion mode that also has the serenity and that part will continue to serve you well. Cause the part of you that, that know is at a soul level, at least I hope you know this. And Jesus is like, if you don't know it, you're going to hear it now. Um, the way that it's shown to me really clearly is that we don't have to wake up in this lifetime. And that should appeal to your passion for free will. So Eugenie, the reason this is important is because one of the primary reasons that you incarnated right now is because the patterns of energy right now in this timeline that you chose to be born into are so, so similar to the Atlantean timeline. So for many of us, this similar pattern is like a redo for Atlantis. But mm. remember, we talked about being confused earlier. We have, yeah. we have the story. And so I, I, my version of the story is very different than what I've heard other people say. I was told that in Atlantis, the bad guys got control and they forced like slaves, everybody to... Um, you know, do certain things or upgrade their light. It was um, every, you know, we, we wanted to hurry and get everyone awakened so that we could move forward, right? And then everything blew up. And I looked at that and I was like, something feels off about that story, but I don't know why. And my team later on showed me the only, the only beings that have not only the authority, but the access to use that divine technology, which was very crystalline. It will not vary. It was crystalline in frequency and vibration, a lower vibe person that has ill intent wouldn't be able to use that technology. So then I was like, oh my God, I felt like I was in a mystery novel. I was like, that means like we, this kind of group was at the, at the switches and they nodded at me like, yeah. And I was like, okay, wait, I don't get it. That, that why, what? And they said, this group got impatient waiting for people to decide for themselves that they were light within. So they forced it with a crystalline energy device that was not only planetary, it was it was a solar system level mechanism. We forced it and because we violated the free will, that's what caused it to implode. Oh. 
So we justified it at the time by saying, well, if they knew better, they'd want this. We're doing it for their own good. They just don't know that they are light within and they're they're not waking up like they need to. So we just have to we have to force it. And you and I and some others were on these Galactic Council meetings shaking our heads saying, I this is not going to go well. I can't tell you what's going to happen, but this is not going to go well. And it didn't. We messed up a really, really wonderful reality. So when you talk about free will and that you like the free will and some of the things that, that uh, Jesus was saying there, that's a hint. He's like, that's so you. Where is the free will in this? You're always looking for that. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's in your constitution <laughs> as your soulfulness, as your eugenie. And I mean, let's be I mean, let's be real. That's this is a hard reality to be to, to be in right now because there's so much manipulation of facts. There's so much coercion and manipulation and guilting people into doing things or or pressuring people that well, if you don't go along with this, you're an idiot. <laughs> right? It's like it's kind of hard to feel yeah. your free will and ability to kind of take your time and like think things through <laughs> on your own with that kind of structure. But that's what we've got going on right now in a lot of different levels of the game. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So your patience that we were talking about at the beginning that I was seeing in you in terms of like, well, let me just feel into this and see, see what I feel about this. Let me give myself the time I want and desire to make up my own mind about things. That's you exercising your free will. And by that alone, you're changing the nature of humanity back to a state that wouldn't make the mistakes that we made in Atlantis. See, some people say there aren't any mistakes. I highly disagree. Mistakes happen every day in a reality that is that has that offers the level of unconsciousness that is so prevalent here. Right. Yeah. How you doing? <laughs> I'm all right. At times my throat starts closing up, but I'm just breathing through it. Okay. It's interesting because I, I'm just observing that every session is, is different in its own ways. And I'm always, it always tells me a lot about, I don't know, I just, I'm very impressed with what your team is choosing to share with you <laughs> that they want you to um, consider and remember about who and what you are and what this reality is for. This tells me a lot about you, Eugenie. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. So there's a sacred structure at work here, and that's that voluntary nature as well. By the way, have you have you found that you're one of those people that um, total strangers feel comfortable enough opening up to you and like telling you their their deepest darkest truths? Yes, definitely. They're sensing. I got goosebumps when you said that. I love your voice. I love how your energy translates. Uh, your ener your soulfulness carries very well in your voice. Um, but what's happening in that, in those uh, situations is that total strangers are sensing subconsciously or superconsciously your, what I call a spirit guardian sort of vibration. You brought that with you into this reality. And that's one of the very common effects of having brought that energy with you. 
because they walk away not they wouldn't be able to explain in a on a regular 3d level why they just told you what they told you or why they felt so comfortable with you that they said things out loud they may have never said out loud ever yeah that's that's so special because that's so healing that's such a beautiful alchemy that you are naturally offering by your being you do you see how we're taking out the effort and the trying and the learning and really handing you the beingness that you've been using your whole life so what we want to make sure your brain hears is you can't get this wrong and there's no risk of you turning into a, a lazy light worker because <laughs> that's not your nature. <laughs> you you take yourself seriously. So sometimes the brain gets in a mode of it's almost like a paranoia of laziness if it doesn't have a big hard challenge and task in front of it. Um, and that's unfortunate because there's so many false storylines running within our community for, well, we're here to save the planet. We got to get everybody to wake up. Ring, ring, ring. Sounds a lot like Atlantis, right? Yeah. And, and now we're here saying, actually, do we need everybody to wake up? Is it possible that not only is that not the mission, but that's not necessary? And the reason it's not necessary that anyone wakes up is because they're already eternally light. They're already unconditionally loved. That's what we need more of, I feel, in this reality. And I know that's why I'm here. And it might be your your own assessment of another reason why you're here. To be that. We know that Christianity, uh, well, I don't want to speak for you. I know that Christianity has failed. Christ didn't fail. <laughs> but the religion failed in its offering the true grace and unconditional love that he represented. They turned it into or misrepresented it or misunderstood it, that's fair, um, into something because they. it's very hard for a human to comprehend that they actually earn and deserve the love of God exactly as failed as we feel. Yeah, I agree completely with all of that. But isn't that what grace is all about? Isn't that why we're so passionate about this version of God? So all of the the information right now that's coming in regarding um, the millennials and starting this 10,000-year cycle and having people's vibrations go higher and the the people who aren't able to raise their vibrations falling away. The difference is we're not chasing this time. We're just standing in our own truth and allowing. That is one big, yeah, I like that difference. I like your team's like, she went right to the root, Jill. And I'm like, yeah, I see that. I love it, yeah. Yes, that's very fair. We're not chasing it because we don't need to. It's not something to chase. It's not something we'll find here. This reality is is masterful at offering us and reminding us and sucking us into unconsciousness. So it takes an, an inner, I want to say, desire or an inner a personal recognition of So I'm not going to find unconditional love out here in this reality. 
I have to claim it and <laughs> decide that I that I get it. In other words, that I that I deserve it. It's mine if I want it. Yeah. So the chasing it was the school mentality and about earning God's love and becoming, you know, up these, you know, ringing your ringing your way up these levels of enlightenment. You know, there's every religion has its has its version of progression or saving, being saved, right? Yeah. And it it all involves work and effort and chasing to some degree. Now, again, to me, Christ offered a very different model, but it was misinterpreted. And they made they still made it into you got to ask for it versus claim it. And then I don't know, that was my problem with Christianity is there were so many people walking around carrying their sin. And I'm like, I thought we were supposed to get rid of that. But you're dragging it around still. <laughs> right. Making everybody miserable. So the millennial thing, the other uh, I want to the other thing that your team wants to offer is that it's not one generation or one age group, um, one age range that's doing the bringing of light. There are bringers of light across millennia. Um, and I think you mentioned yesterday that you were picking up your child as a parent, wouldn't you? I mean, I had, I had been told when my kids were very young because mine are 15 and 12 now that by somebody, a channel that in two, everyone born after, I think it was like 2000, um, was automatically a higher vibration than, than the rest of the population. And that that was going to be a really, you know, key ingredient we needed to turn this place around. And I was like, oh, that sounds cool. My kids were born after 2000, so that makes me happy too. But then my team was like, just watch out for that storyline, Jill. And I was like, I was like, yeah, I mean, right away, I'm thinking, where does that put us being, you know, born in, you know, 1920 or 70 or, or 90 or whatever, we missed out, we're not good enough, <laughs> right? And I'm just like, yeah, I don't feel, that doesn't feel right to me. I don't think we do it that way. And my team was like, we would never do it that way. We would never put that much responsibility in one age category for one thing. And that's not fair <laughs> to the others. So sprinkling it in across generations is a much more savvy strategy. And then the other thing that was screwed up about it, as my kids started to you know, get older and I was in the elementary schools and things, and I was like, I don't even think they're right about this idea that everybody after a certain age is high vibe naturally, because I'm not seeing that at all. There's just as much unconsciousness in in the young folks today as there was 30 years ago at that age. Right. With the way I understood it was that uh, they they haven't come in with um, with with karma to clear, like, like yeah, we have, but that's, and that's not necessarily a bad thing because we're also clearing karma from right. our ancestors. So that's, you know, way down the line. Right. So what you're saying is, is another uh, set of words to what I was trying to say, but you probably said it better. They're already clear. They're already higher vibration. They're already ready to go and being loving, caring, sensitive, you know, emotionally stable beings, but that's not reality. And that is not real. That's not true. Oh, okay. I wish well, it... as a parent to a seven and a half year old, um, with the state of the world right now, uh, it was nice to hold on to that thought. I know, I know me too. 
I was pissed when I first heard it because I was like, number one, why are we being lied to? And number two, I want that to be true. And what they said was, but that's not what Earth is made for, Jill. So what helped, there's a lot of parts of it that helped me. One is that I like honesty. So even if it's something I don't want to hear, I want somebody's honest answer. And then I can decide if I agree with them, right? Yeah. But what they pointed out is the bigger picture. And that's what I love to offer because our version of the big picture is so different. So your child as their higher self, they knew as much as we did about, okay, we're going to forget. <laughs> You're going to forget. You're going to be offered all these situations where people, you know, make you feel like you're, you know, you're bad or you're not a value or whatever. We're going to be offered all that. And there's a lot of different ways that we can respond to that. And, you know, what do you think you want to be here for? Do you have an idea? Um, bringers of light, we tend to be wired towards things of a theological, philosophical sort of big picture. How can we make the world a better place? That's just how we're wired. Um, some people honestly do not think about that. And those folks tend to be of a different variety of folks that incarnate to see what will happen. They literally show up on earth saying, this is where we forget. I wonder what will happen when I forget that I'm God. That's literally their purpose for being here. So those are the ones that we bump into and we're like, and my, my previous version of me would have been like, oh, you got to get your shit together, man. <laughs> you got to get enlightened quick because that's, that's everybody's job and you just don't know it yet. And then my team is like, that's not their job, Jill. They can chill here the whole time if they want to. And I'm like, but what about their higher self? And they're like, honey, their higher self is fine. The higher self by def by its true definition is whole and complete no matter what. And I'm like, well, then why are they here? And they're like, do you know how fascinating it is to be in a reality where you forget who you are and you can't remember until it's over? Hmm. And forgetting they're who they are doesn't mean they're an asshole. It doesn't, it doesn't mean any of those things. It, they could still be very high integrity. They could still be wired for, you know, goodness and, and being, um, I want to say selfless and wanting good things for not just themselves, but for other people. And then there's others that while they forget, man, they're just monsters. <laughs> it's just like, oh my God, keep me away from them. They don't care about me and they certainly don't care about themselves. <laughs> so Eugenie, I feel I'm noticing that part of you and there's that second chakra again, wants to know that your children are okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've only got the one. and uh, Okay, so it may be even more so. What's your child's name? Anais. Oh, beautiful name. Oh, my gosh. Oh, okay. I feel a lot of grace and <laughs> I want to say sovereignty um, in her. So I'm just asking her, like, what do you want to tell your mom? Oh, and she just smiled and she said, I want to tell her that I'm going to be okay. I didn't come here to not be okay, mama. So my, my being okay isn't about what this world is or isn't. It's about what I am or what I am not. And she said, just like you. Thank you. 
You're welcome. Thank I'm thanking her. I'm like, you said that really well. And she's like, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Oh, wow. 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 What a high vibe reading. I just got to say, woo. Thank you so much, Jill. You're so welcome. I, I, uh, sorry if for some of the, the harder truths, I, I, I wish it were true that everything is going to get better. And we just, you know, if we just be our light, everything's going to go better. But I am also very appreciative that my team did show me the truth those years ago. And I could see it for myself. Um, because I don't like to be lied to. And I feel like it's made me stronger in my light to not expect a fairy tale that's not happening. Yeah. And then just in closing, Jesus wants to also amplify. And I think I said this in the Living Ascended series, but he's saying, say it again, please. Um, things weren't perfect when he was here either. Right. And they weren't perfect when he left. So things don't have to be perfect here for us to feel and be masterful. And we don't need to leave them perfect either, but it feels really good to have worked with our human where we can see the progression of light throughout our own journey, which is really all we can directly control anyway. Right. And the, and the good thing is it's more than enough. Beautiful. Yeah. Oh, I love you so much, sister. So you know where to find me if you ever want to meet again, but please know that I'm cheering you on. I love who and what you are. And it was such an honor to meet with you today. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that, that was a really fun reading. <laughs> I'm really, I'm really glad that, um, that I had that I feel very privileged and honored that I got to share with you today. And I hope you find the recording, um, satisfying. I do encourage you to listen to it multiple times. It takes a while to get used to these different version of, uh, of the story of this reality and what's, what's really happening here and who we really are. Um, and there are parts of us that, that wish, wish for the previous version. So I'm, I respect you and your free will. And if you prefer the other version of this reality and you feel like that f makes you feel closer to the light of source that you are, then awesome. I don't want to talk you out of that. Um, my metric is exactly that. Is this truth helping me feel closer to the light and the love of source that I know is available to me and is available to everyone else? And if the truth doesn't pass that test, then to me, it isn't a truth. It's a false truth that's being experimented with. Okay. <laughs> and Jesus just said, no matter how many people believe something that doesn't mean it's true. <laughs> so even though my, my view may be less popular and less well known, uh, I know it works and it was an honor to offer it to you. Okay. I love you sister. Bye-bye.